Hello, everyone. It's me, Sam, here again. And we're here today with Veronica, my fellow OSAFR, and Professor Mike, who is a professor here at UCSB. So we're going to start off by introducing ourselves for everyone. So I'm going to start off by saying, hi, I'm Sam. I'm a pharmacology major, and I'm third year. My pronouns are he, him, his, and my hometown is San Diego, California. I'm going to pop it off to Veronica. Thank you, Sam. I'm Veronica, another one of the OSAFers here, and I am a fourth year comm and psych double major. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm from Orange County, California. And I'll pass it to Mike to introduce himself. Thank you both. Uh, Mike Wilton here, uh, he and him, his. Uh, I've been faculty in MCD, which is Molecular, Cellular, and Developmental Biology, also known as Skin in Biology, for five, almost six years now, and my hometown is Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We're just going to start off this podcast by asking you a very simple question. What is the purpose of general biology courses, and why do students have to take it? Yeah, that's a good question. So general bio, also known as introductory biology, is a four-course series here at UCSB, and the major purpose of this course is to introduce incoming STEM students, including biology students, obviously, uh, to kind of the breadth of what biology is, right? So uh, I think if you ask some students, they'd say biology is a person in a lab with a, a pipette and a test tube, and they're doing experiments with bubbling chemicals and uh, organisms that they grow in a growth chamber. Uh, whereas another student might think that a biologist is someone who is out on the ocean uh, taking inventory of uh, organisms that are living in the kelp forests off the coast of UCSV itself, right? So there's a lot of different uh, angles or aspects to what biology is. And each of the four courses that the students will take exposes them to a very specific way of thinking or practicing uh, biology itself, all right? So it lays that foundation. It's kind of like an appetizer plate with many different kind of appetizers on it where you get to try a little bit of all of these appetizers and see what kind of resonates with you and you kind of like. And maybe there are things that you aren't as huge a fan of, but you still understand the thought processes and practices of that type of field of biology. Does that, does that make sense? That, that makes perfect sense. And just to add off, I know, I don't know if you should have any bias or not, but what is your favorite appetizer out of all of these? It's calamari. Uh, so uh, in terms of biology, that's going to be molecular biology. So I am a skin in biologist. Uh, I study how bacteria infect and suppress host immune responses. Uh, I did that for about eight or nine years. It was really, really a fun and large part of my life. Um, but I would say by taking intro bio courses and a few upper division courses across the fields of biology, I really learned kind of the areas that I enjoyed and therefore I could focus more efforts on, right? So it's really important that you do sample that stuff in intro bio and think about that carefully, what you liked and didn't like, because it's going to help shape what you decide to take as your upper division coursework afterwards. I know that a lot of our incoming students are going to be taking biology courses. Do you have any advice for students who are going to be taking those with you? Yeah, uh, and this is general advice, uh, is when you're taking an intro course, uh, sometimes it feels kind of intimidating because they're large and you might feel it's impersonal, but uh, I do want every single student who's listening to this as well as every student at UCSB to know that uh, 
it is a humane process. We do want to know you, right? So go and reach out and meet with the faculty, go to their office hours. You don't have to have specific questions about the content. You can go and listen to others, right? You can introduce yourself to the faculty member. We're, we're human beings too, okay? So definitely come and meet with them proactively early on. Don't wait until week seven, right? Go week one, no one ever shows up week one. So that's my advice for both the people who are gonna take intro bio with me as well as the other instructors, or in any of your introductory courses, right? Go and make yourself uh, known to the faculty member. Don't be intimidated. I know it's intimidating, but give it a shot. Yeah, I definitely should echo that going to office hours. I myself did not go to office hours uh, in week one, week two, week three, or week four, but I went in week six. So I kind of broke the rule a little bit, but hopefully that's bound to change in my next classes. And I just wanted to say, like, bio is very broad. And there's so many different subjects in the world, like there's literature, history, chemistry, uh, psychology. How did you get into biology? And but why did you decide to go into higher education as well? Just for any students that are looking forward to going to grad school afterwards, or just biology in general? Right. So I think one thing that's really a strength of UCSB is that it is basically a liberal arts education. And so when I say liberal arts, what I'm, I'm insinuating is that you're, you're coming here and you're getting a Bachelor of Science or a Bachelor of Arts degree uh, in a, a specific area, but you are expected to go get general education in other facets of the university, right? So for example, you'll come in, uh, you'll take some general chemistry, but you'll have some space to take GEs. Right, so things like psychology maybe you're interested in, or maybe you're really interested in history, right? So I really strongly encourage students to go out and explore, right? So by taking these different exploration courses, you're gonna expose yourself to things that maybe you've never thought about and maybe you're really interested in. So I've seen a lot of biology students come in as biology majors and they take a few courses in Spanish or in music or in uh, some cultural study and they really enjoy it. And therefore they go and they pursue a minor or even a double major, right? So definitely go out and explore those things. And that's how I really figured out that biology was for me. So I came in as a double uh, biology and math major uh, when I was doing my undergrad in my first year. And I, I really appreciated the math courses I was taking. But after my first year of taking those math courses, I was like, this really is not for me, right? So I switched solely to biology. I really enjoyed biology. There are a few courses that uh, were challenging, right? And they were harder for me. Uh, but there was a lot of courses that I really did deeply enjoy and I found a uh, passion in. So that's kind of the challenge I throw out to all the students uh, that are incoming to UCSB as well as you two, right? So uh, go out and explore things. You'll find what you like and what you don't like and then follow those interests. Take more courses in the subject areas that you're interested in. Uh, and if ultimately that means you lead away from biology, that's okay, because part of the point of college is finding out what you truly do enjoy doing. So uh, the second part of that question was, how do you get into kind of higher education, like graduate schools, for example? Uh, and so the way that I would highly suggest uh, students to figure that out is while you're at UCSB, participate in some form of research. We're an excellent R1 or research one level university. We're top tier, we're one of the top public universities uh, in the United States. And therefore that means we have some of the best researchers in the United States. And so if you can go and get a hands-on research experience when the time is right, right? When your academics are going well and you have uh, your extracurriculars balanced with your academics and you're succeeding academically, because that's your, your job here. 
go ahead and get some research and you're going to quickly find out whether or not you like research or maybe you're maybe uh, someone who is more applied and would like to go to professional school like PA school or nursing school or medical school and that's also uh, a really good uh, um, experience to have while you're at UCSB right so go get some research experience uh, talk to faculty that's probably the easiest way to find whether or not there's research to be done in their lab uh, they might know people who are looking for undergraduate students uh, so again go to office hours after you get that research experience, uh, you'll have a better idea of whether or not you want to go to graduate school. And if that's the case where you go conduct uh, research in graduate school as a science major, for example, the person who you've worked for at UCSB, the, re uh, the research faculty, will be a mentor to you who would help you through that process. Okay, so that would be the biggest suggestion I would have for you. Go get some research experience that feels good and you like it, then maybe graduate school is for you. You'll talk to your research mentor here on campus. They will help you, uh, guide you through the next uh, steps to applying to graduate school, for example. That sounds super cool. What I'm hearing from that is that the office hour is like the step in the door to like a whole new world. Like going to office hours, you just get access to so many different opportunities. So I feel like the only thing we're advocating for here is just go to office hours. They're, they're humans, professors are humans. They're not scary. They're here to help us in every way. And I know some of them might sound intimidating from their lectures or just standing there and talking, but at the end, we're all just humans just talking yes. to each other, right? Exactly. And it doesn't always have to be office hours. If you are like, you know, I wanna go into neurobiology, but Mike taught me intro introductory biology. We only had two lectures on neuro. Uh, still come talk to me. I will know who the neurobiologists are in my department. And I'll tell you, okay, here's their website. Here's the email you should send them and how you're going to set up time to go talk to them about their research. Okay. So, uh, or you could even skip me. If you find a neurobiologist at UCSB that you're interested in, just send them an email. Faculty love talking about the research that they do on campus. So just reach out and ask to set up a meeting. Yeah, that's super cool. Veronica, did you ever go to any office hours during your years at UCSB? Yeah, definitely. I would second all of this advice about going to office hours and talking to professors. That's actually how I got involved in a research lab my second year and what got me thinking about grad school. So yeah, definitely great advice. And it sounds like, Mike, you have a lot of experience teaching and a lot of passion for that. We really want to know what your favorite part about teaching is. Uh, my favorite part of teaching is seeing students succeed. Um, and that's a very general way of saying, I really like seeing students learn how they best learn. All right, so if you were to ask me, hey, Mike, can you go back and solve this general chemistry problem uh, when you took general chemistry about 17 years ago? I'd be like, you know, I can't solve it off the top of my head, but I know what I need to do in order to relearn those techniques and those approaches really quickly because I've spent the last 16 or so years learning how I best learn. And that is probably one of the most important skills that I'm hopefully imparting with the students that are passing through my courses, right? So they'll take the intro bio series with me and they'll be like, wow, that first midterm was super rough. I did not have the right approach for that. And then they'll meet with me or they'll go and they'll get help or they'll talk to peers or the TAs, I'll come to officers. And we'll talk about like, what are some strategies that you can try? Right, and they'll try those new strategies, those new study approaches, and they'll do better on the next midterm. And they'll be like, okay, a few of these things worked really well. A few of these techniques didn't work as well for me. 
What are a few more things I can tweak, right? Because ultimately down the road, when you're either in graduate school or you're in a career or you're at a professional school, they're going to expect you to learn really complicated material or techniques really quickly. All right. So, so long as you go through and you kind of grow personally and you learn how you best learn while learning some biology, um, that is what really motivates me uh, in terms of teaching students to see that growth uh, in them personally. Yeah. That's super cool. Definitely learned a lot of life skills while taking your class. When I took your class, I definitely failed one of the midterms. I didn't fail one of the midterms, but I did poorly. And after going to your office hours and learning about how others studied, I definitely did a lot better the next one. So I highly recommend anyone that's listening to go to office hours again, just to learn from your peers and from Mike and just, uh, just analyze how you study. And everyone studies differently, right? There's not like one set learning style that's like everyone will get a hundred if you do this learning style. Everyone's different. Some people are visual learners. Some people are audio learners. Like it definitely takes mistakes for you to learn how you learn. And I think it's great that you pointed that out. And I know we've been talking about teaching a lot and about general biology, but we just want to ask, just get to get to know you a little bit more so students know who you are, what you do. Uh, but what is your favorite part of US, UCSB and why did you come to UCSB out of every other campus or every other university in the United States? Yeah, I think the thing that really struck me about UCSB is that it's a large public university, uh, meaning that it's largely funded by the state. Um, and I'm a product of public education myself from Canada, and I was very fortunate to have that uh, educational experience where uh, other people were helping pay for my education, right? The public was paying for my education, just like at UCSB. Uh, I, I really resonate with the fact that UCSB has a large uh, enrollment of students who are first generation, the first of their family to go to a uh, university, as well as minoritized populations uh, that come to UCSB. So it's a very diverse campus. And I'm from Toronto. Uh, Toronto is an incredibly diverse city. Over 50% of people who live in Toronto are not from Canada. Um, so it's a very diverse place. And that really, really resonated with me where UCSB's mission as part of uh, the larger University of California system is to help educate the public in California. And that is something that I think is very powerful. Um, and I think it's something that's very energizing to be part of, right? You're helping people advance their lives. And there are people who come from backgrounds that don't necessarily have that uh, same kind of privilege, right? So I think that's one of the reasons that really, really, really uh, drew me to UCSB. I would be lying to you if I didn't say that UCSB is also the world's most beautiful university campus, right? There is nothing like UCSB. Um, it's directly on the ocean. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an incredible place as well. So it's both the people, right? The researchers and the students who make UCSB amazing, uh, as well as the staff, obviously, uh, as well as the, the physical location of UCSB. It's hard to beat. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. The physical location of UCSB is unbeatable. It's amazing just to be able to walk to the beach in like five minutes, just observe like sea life, like life in general, and just think about life. I said life very a lot in that sentence, but <laughs> I mean, you're in biology. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess it makes sense. What about you, Veronica? What is your favorite part of UCSB? If you could speak a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. I think the location is definitely one of the highlights. I know we keep saying that, but literally, when are you going to be so close to the beach ever again and just be able to go there between classes or before lunch or after? Um, and Mike, just 
On the topic of campus, do you have any favorite spots or hidden gems that you want students to know about? I mean, it might not be necessarily hidden, but uh, walking the loop of the lagoon down to campus point, which for students, if you're incoming, it is this kind of green space that is open to all students, faculty, staff that are on campus. They can just simply walk directly, basically on the escarpment of the ocean, uh, which is part of campus. And so uh, one thing I often tell students, especially after uh, first midterms is, you know, if you're having a crummy day, that's okay. You're going to pick yourself up and we're going to figure it out together. But what I want you to do right now is with your friends, go down to campus point, take a walk around the lagoon, right? And just remember that like, this is a process. We're all in this together, um, but you're also in this very special location and it's important to appreciate what you have while you have it here. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's definitely something I've done after a crummy day and it has definitely helped me. Uh, just to carry on, uh, is there any, like, I know we've talked a lot, a lot about advice, but is, are there any other general advice that you'd give for students just coming in for any major, just in general, like incoming students, any advice to help them succeed or make life a little bit easier here? Because I know it, it is some for some people a home away from home or a new home, actually. So yeah, yeah. So there's two major things that I would suggest. In addition to going to office hours and talking to faculty, which I'm going to say is like part, step A before number one. Uh, the first thing I would say is experiment. Okay, so go out, meet new people. It's it's uh, sometimes a little nerve wracking to meet new folks, especially in such a large environment, but put yourself out there. This is like a huge opportunity to find out who you are by meeting new people, experiencing new things, right? So take courses and majors that you never thought would be interesting to you, right? Uh, or join a social club like the outdoor club and go experience the outdoors. So join clubs that you normally wouldn't uh, expect yourself to join, right? There's uh, the outdoors club, for example, where you can go and uh, rent various equipment and you can go out on the uh, ocean on Sienna paddle boards, for example, things like that. Um, and then the second piece of advice that I have for students, uh, it slips my mind. This feels very important. <laughs> yeah, it will come to me and I hope they can edit this out. Um, they can. Take your time. We yeah, have five minutes remember. left. So. The dogs like we're barking. First was go experiment. Yeah, I don't, I'm gonna have to come up with something because I already let in with the two things. Um, or you could say, just go to your office hours to find out what the second one is. <laughs> Take courses in other majors, experiment. Oh, I remember. Okay, the second thing is to learn how to time manage. All right, so the biggest thing I can tell students to do in order to be successful at college is to become a master of time management. 
That doesn't necessarily mean you have to write down everything in a day planner every single day, though I do highly suggest you do that or learn how to do that. It just means that you have to start blocking your times out to ensure that you get all the work that you have to get done, done, right? So you have to be good with a quarter long calendar. I print out like a 10 week calendar for all my first year bio students. I tell them put in their exams, tell them put in their lab reports, all this one thing that they put above their desk. And then I tell them to get like a, a weekly time calendar, which the university will give you during orientation. Uh, and you fill that out with what you need to get done every single day. Remember, coming to college is a full-time job, right? This is your full-time job. So 40 hours a week, in theory, should be spent studying, going to class, writing papers, studying for exams, right? That's what you should be doing. If you have a job on top of that, uh, you're going to have to become an even better master of time management, okay? But uh, if you need help with that, we have on-campus resources like CLAS, the Campus Learning Assistance Service. Faculty members like me who teach first-year seminars are more than happy to talk about time management. TAs or maybe even upperclassmen and clubs that you join would be happy to share that as well, okay? But it's really, really important that they learn how to manage time uh, or you, ex you, excuse me, learn how to manage time uh, when you get here on campus. Yeah, that's that's great advice, and I'm definitely gonna take you up on those. Uh, might not be the best time management person. I don't know, Veronica, are you a good time manager? I have to admit, I am. My first year, my passion planner, not to flex, but it was my best friend, and I carried it everywhere. So really emphasis on that time management for sure. And if yeah. you're not a time management person, that's okay, right? If you drop the ball, that's fine. You take two days off by mistake. And you're like, oh man, I just Netflixed a whole bunch of stuff and now I need to catch up. That's fine. You've got to get back on the time management train and like plan your way out of it, okay? It happens to most people, myself included. Yeah, definitely. Google Calendar is definitely my friend now coming into my spring quarter with uh, like harder classes. Google Calendar is so helpful and use it. It's a free resource made by Google. Go Google, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, we're nearing the end of the podcast, but we wanted to end it off with something really fun for the students to think about. Uh, but if you could be any organ system, which one would you be and why? And we'll get everyone's perspective on this just for them to think about it. You know, yes. Take some time. That's a good one. Because um, in biology, only certain organisms have organ systems, right? And so if you're a microbiologist like myself, you really don't have an organ system. Um, but I would say uh, from teaching an intro bio, uh, the favorite organ system that I get to teach about is the cardiac system. Um, it's, it's incredibly fascinating because it ties together neurobiology, endocrinology, um, muscle physiology, um, and then various tissue types in one system. And it's obviously fundamental to you and I living right now, right? And uh, it enables our multicellular uh, system to work as human beings. Um, it's also fun to think about like when you're nervous, your heart rate speeds up. And when you relax, your heart rate speeds down or excuse me, slows down. Um, so that's, that's personally mine. Yeah, definitely say, yeah. I think it's the parasympathetic pathway and the sympathetic pathway if I'm not mistaken from my intro yeah. bio classes I took a while ago I taught you well <laughs> that's perfect I'm definitely remembering something from my old thing what was it that you were saying Veronica before I cut you off sorry you didn't cut me off I was just gonna say 
for sure could not live without the cardiac system but i, I would say my yeah, favorite is the nervous system you know the brain as a second brain major gotta say that's an important one what about you sam I was definitely going to say the nervous system. Sorry, I cut you off there. But I was going to say we can't live without any of our systems. <laughs> and we need all of them <laughs> to survive. But I would say the nervous system as well, because I just think it's super duper cool and something I definitely want to study when I grow up. But yeah, we're approaching the end of the podcast because I know that we want to keep this nice and sweet for everyone so we don't dread. And for everyone that's on a run right now and listening to our podcast, you got this. And for everyone that's sitting in bed, about to fall asleep to us talking, hi, welcome. And But we're going to end it off here. But please be sure on be on the lookout for the next podcast. Where we'll be talking to other professors and other uh, staff that work on campus and get their perspectives on life and get their perspectives on UCSB and what they do. So keep tuning in for the best info on UCSB orientation, classes, student life, and who our professors are. And knowing that they're just normal human beings like us. So on that note, is there anything else that anyone wants to add before we end it off for everyone? Just come say hi. I'd love to meet you all on campus. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Mike. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.